You have an intro song? Oh, yeah, What's dude. your intro song? He's got an intro song. I've got an intro song, but it's not going to be during the intro. That's oh, it's thing. definitely going to be during the intro, dude. It um, is It is our intro this yeah, week. Cause it's I don't think so. The intro is not... Well, you have to, we have to pair up your phone if you're going to play it right now. Yeah, which we have to. Yeah. Well, it is our intro this week. It's not working yeah, with my phone, so I got to redo it. I got to re I got to repair it, but anyway, um, stop, stop. You you can talk. Go for it. Say what you got to say. Anyway, you know, I just I haven't been having the best week here, and I was going on TikTok today, and I saw this TikTok that reminded me of the song that I swear to God I heard when I was four years old in Mexico at Senior Frogs. And yes. I know what you're already thinking that I can't be at Senior Frogs. Right? Why is a four year old at Senior Frogs? But well, here's the thing: you also can't get drunk at four years old. In Mexico, but yeah. here, but here I am, dude. Here I am. Years later, that's what happened. So cue us up, dude. Yeah, I, you're cute. What? Cue, no, no. Cue I want to. He- I want to hear the song, though, dude. No, it's, dude. Uh, it should <laughs> play the song, dude. Welcome to this week's episode of Midwest Flyways Podcast. Today you have here your host, Joey Vassallo. You have also with us Cal Ness, and you also have Connor Rostad. Thank you so much <laughs> for listening. And bienvenidos a Gol! <laughs> bienvenidos a las uno, dos y tres, cuatro, <laughs> midwestflyawayspodcast.com. <laughs> Slash up. That was the first time in a year that anyone's plugged it other than Connor. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Dude, I was waiting on Connor to do it, but he didn't do it. Congratulations. And now, because you did that, you get a treat, and here is your treat. Hey! Bienvenidos a uno, dos, tres, cuatro. Guys, like I was saying, I've been having a shitty, shitty fucking week. And then I heard this song on TikTok today, and I was like, God, I've heard that before. And I oh, started yeah. listening, and I was like, oh, my God. And I just I just leaned into it. I think this will be the 23rd time that I've heard it today. So that's that. how that's how my day has been going. Just if you don't want to move your tootsie to this, dude, you're just wrong. Connor's dancing right now. You can't see him, but he is. <laughs> Dude, how long do you think we could play this before we just lose everyone? I don't don't think anyone's lost. I think everybody right now is literally jamming at home or in their truck. Just uh, just give me a little bit of volume. (laughs) (laughs) That's all I got. That's all I got. We don't want to lose all our listeners. So. Thank you for bearing hey, with me for the last minute and I'm going to be honest. Seconds. If you dropped off at that song. We don't want you. We don't want you here, dude. <laughs> get the fuck out of here, dude. Leave, dude. Go on. Get. Leave. Go on, Don't skate. want you listening, bud. <laughs> yeah. If you don't dude. know that song by heart by the end of the week, get out. Have I told the skeet, the skeet story on the podcast? No. I don't think Have so. Have I told either of you the skeet I story? Oh, so. yeah. Obviously, I've heard the skeet story. Okay. Skeet. <laughs> okay. So here's the skeet story, guys. This is actually kind of relevant to hunting, so shut up. <laughs> no, it's not. So here I am being the little grunt monkey boy that I am seven, eight years ago, just entered into construction, and they say, Joey, we need you to paint this brand new cedar railing bright white. I'm like, cool. 
So I'm doing literally a hundred of these in a row. So I'm just like a mindless little monkey boy, just going from deck to deck to deck to deck. And now you can't go into the person's home because you're in an apartment complex. You need to give them 24 hours notice. So I'm putting a ladder up on every single one of these homes. Now, am I just jamming out on my headphones to whatever music is playing that Probably come my own. This is come my own. Yeah. Yo soy <laughs> me come my own. No. So this is well before podcasts. Podcasts were not a thing eight right. years ago. There was no such thing. So that's how old we are, dude. I mean, it's it, just it Joe Rogan with like five listeners. Yeah. No. Well, I mean, anyway. anyway so, keep going. So anyway. I have to take 39 bird feeders off of this guy's railing mm-hmm. <laughs> because oh, he, birds. he loves birds. Now, is this guy 89 and a half years old? Yes. Can he barely walk? Yes. Was he fully clothed? No. <laughs> <laughs> he was absolutely, not, absolutely sure. not fully clothed. So here I am putting the second coat of white paint on this thing, and this freaking squirrel comes up onto the railing. Just a think, fatty. And I'm thinking to myself, are you shitting me? Hey, this is a bird feeder fed squirrel, by the way. Just fat. Oh, no, no, he's he's all of fourteen pounds. <laughs> no, this is. You remember when the the podcast episode when Cal was talking about the squirrel that the him Louisiana and Shaq squirrel? Saw? Yeah, that him oh, and Shaq yeah. saw where it was oh, like eighty three yeah. pounds. Yeah, whatever. Get out. Raccoon size squirrel. Bro. Yep. <clears throat> anyway, this guy was huge, and I and me just being annoyed with the whole situation, knowing that I'm gonna have to repaint where this fucker just stepped on the railing, going. And I'm like, I might as well talk to this asshole. And now does he come all the way up to my hand? And now I'm just like, oh, my God. I'm the squirrel whisperer. I'm now you're not even mad. You're like, I'll repaint the whole railing. I'm Cesar Milan of the squirrel. <laughs> so now I am talking to the squirrel in his language. And now he is talking to me in my language. <laughs> and we're having this beautiful conversation. All of a sudden, this 89 and a half year old man <laughs> in his underwear with his dick hanging out goes, Hey! Guan, ski! <laughs> ski! <laughs> Barrels through his screen door, doesn't even open it, just go. <laughs> hey! Guan! Ski! Ski! And I now I can't stop laughing. And I'm literally losing my shit, and this guy has this wiener hanging out of his shoulder. Oh, it's He goes, I told you not to feed the squirrel. <laughs> Damn it. They. They're trying to get up on my bird fears. I was like, I wasn't feeding them anything. <laughs> <laughs> but all right, except for Carl. sweet, except for sweet. <laughs> I was feeding them some some heavy linguistics. That's what I was feeding them, dude. <laughs> sure. So anyway, that's the skeet story. So if you ever hear me yelling skeet, oh. I'm thinking of that old man. Yeah, yeah. Well, we do have a new thing on this podcast. Because this podcast is brought to you by Camo Retro. Oof. Sponsors. Yeah, what, it, what is Camo Retro? Uh, I don't know, man. It's like a site. <laughs> no, Camo Retro is something that I think is super cool. All right, dude. Camo <laughs> Retro is a great a, pitch. Cal, shut up. So, Camo Retro. <laughs> Cal, shut up. So, Camo Retro is a site where you can buy and sell old vintage hunting gear, and it's actually pretty badass. Have well, you ever. Have you ever Look through a pile picture because you've probably seen one or two this past year and thought, wow, everyone's wearing Sitka except for that guy. Who's the killer? What's that guy wearing? That guy's the killer. And you're always zooming in on his lanyard. What's he wearing? Probably something from that he bought from Camo Retro. Does he have <laughs> Does he have a full lanyard full of bands? Yeah, probably. Probably. Is he over the age of 50? Probably. Probably. But hey, man, the truth of it is, 
OG killers, they kill, man, in the old school. Okay, why don't you repeat yourself some more? But sure. <laughs> anyway, why don't you guys go out and check camoretro.com. They're on mm-hmm. Instagram. They have a website where you can buy and sell old vintage hunting gear that's actually in really good shape. Yep. Well, they have stuff with, like, tags on it. Yeah. All, like, do <laughs> I have from 1983 that still had the tags on it. Yeah, it's and badass. We, and we did a 10-minute Tuesday about it, too. If you want to know more about it, listen to uh, the owner of it kind of give his pitch about how it runs. So That that one's on YouTube, but also on our podcast yeah. channel on Spotify, iTunes, all that stuff. Thank you so much for listening to our first legitimate sponsor. <laughs> well, here's our the pitch. thing, too. All right, as you guys know about us, we don't just work with people just because. And so we, were, we already knew what Camo Retro was, and, you know, we're – as we've gotten to know more about what it is that Logan's doing with it, it's it's sick. And he's cool. He's too cool he's dude. Logan's cool the dude. coolest dude, man. Go listen to that episode, that 10-minute episode. He's a cool-ass dude. That's what I kind of love about the outdoor industry, you know, kind of transitioning away from the, the commercial aspect of it. But the outdoor industry itself is just sweet, you know? Yeah. like And the people that are in it, you know, they're in it because they love the outdoors. Yeah. Like, you can be in, you know, I don't know, you can be a dentist and not love teeth after a while, right? But the people that are in the industry, like they're in it for, uh, because they love to be in it. You know, they could, they come from. I, I remember, um, like the CEO of Pepsi, I think is what it was. You know, that came to the outdoor industry because that's what he wanted to be involved in. At you know, at one point in time, I don't know what his name was, but yeah. Anyway, it's just you know, and like the the partnerships that we've already had and and just kind of discussed with and people that we've met it's been it's been a great ride it's been pretty great man and, and i'm really pumped about who we've partnered with and camel retro is a one that i've i don't want to say i've been working on for a while but you know logan and i've been in contact for quite some time and it's been pretty cool so excited to work with you yeah. logan and seeing what he's doing and like diving into it full force for him and being like all in on it and i think for him he mentioned too to us it's like like you said connor you know, the outdoor industry, it's like his passion, mm-hmm. you know, and like he feels like he's at home doing this and, you know, no amount of money could get him to change what he wants to do. And that's be in the outdoor industry. He's right. passionate yeah. about it. And you guys are passionate about carpentry. Yeah. I and mean, building. absolutely, dude. Anything with wood, really. Yeah. I'm yeah. passionate about it. We know Cal's passionate about anything. hundred percent. Yeah. yeah. I'm a big he's, wood guy. He's, he's a gape for wood. I heard oh, today. Agape. I heard something today that said that like there's a massive shortage essentially in like building of houses, and that's materials. Kind of, is that, are you are you experiencing um, that? Okay. Prices have fluctuated. Well, here's the high. problem. I don't know if I'd call it like a, a f- I don't know if there's a shortage in material anymore. I, it's more supply of housing for people to purchase a house, and then versus versus the demand. The demand is like through mm. the roof. That's what I heard. I don't know. Well, okay, that's probably true. A couple years ago. And that's why you saw those apartments going up all over the place. But now they can't fill those apartments. Yeah. Yeah. They're having trouble. And the part of it is because, I mean, where we live, especially in Minnesota, like rent is so inflated. Yeah. Like yeah. leasing or renting a property is so inflated and it's, it's insane. And so people are like $1,800 for a one bedroom apartment. I don't think so. Mm-hmm. You know, I can't do that. There's a reason they don't have a mortgage. So you know, like, here's a question for you. If like, if, if I was to buy like hunting property in like Annandale, you know, mm-hmm. which is for those of you listening, it's like 40 minutes from where we are now, like 40 minutes west of the Twin Cities, um, you know, and buying property out there, like you're kind of getting people that some people that still work in the city, but not anymore because everybody works remote. And yet you're kind of in the country, like you can obviously shoot, and, you know, hunt and that kind of stuff. 
Bowfish. Um, anyway, and so my question is, do you think that that property, that land, will then get swallowed up by housing, or do you think that it would actually maintain and stay like good hunting property? Um, it depends how far out you go. You know, like, and I think what you got to do is you got to look at like bigger cities than Minneapolis and see how far out are people living that work in the city. That's the trend that's going to forecast, you know, here. Self-driving cars. Well, you got to look at like, I mean, look at LA, right? Like people that live an hour, hour and a half from Los Angeles, they're like home based, quote unquote, in LA. Yeah. Right. Or like people that live in New York or that work in New York City. They live like an hour outside, hour and a half outside of New York City and take a subway or a transit in. You know, that's, mm-hmm. I mean, that's crazy to me. Like, I can't foresee myself wanting to spend three hours in the car to get to work. Yeah. But, you know, that, I mean, that happens. So, I don't know, maybe an hour. I don't know if I can see it getting that, like, further than an hour outside of the cities, but possibly, Joe, yeah. Um, you, I know you were in the bathroom or something. But um, I was asking if, if I purchased, like, hunting property right now out in, like, Annandale-ish area. No. Um, fuck do you yeah. think that in the, like, do you think that that will eventually get swallowed up into housing? Or do you think it will maintain Annandale's for quite far a while? enough, I think. <coughs> well, Annandale's about 50 minutes from where we're at because my grandpa has a cabin there. And um, it depends on what you're buying the hunting land there for. And I'm glad you asked me this because if you're thinking of waterfowl, don't buy it. Yeah. <laughs> don't buy it in Annandale, but um, I don't think it'll get swallowed up within the next 50 years. I don't think so. Yeah, you got to think, dude. Like, they're going to move on a trajectory, right? So it's going to go city by city. It's not going to be like... It's not off a major highway. Yeah. Yeah, and it's not going to be like out of nowhere, oh, we're just going to swallow up four cities with developments. Right. So you got to get through me first in Monticello, you know, before it gets really crazy. Well, do, do you see a lot of housing developments going up? There are a lot in Monticello, but there's still a lot of farmland. And, mm-hmm. you know, you got to think like Otsego and Albertville are going to go first and then then Monticello. And then, you know, you move past that. And I, so you're a long ways out. Yeah. Realistically. And it's not off 94. It's not off a major highway. So I don't know. That's probably pretty relatable for a lot of people, though like finding public hunting property that you can go and actually hunt mm-hmm. that's near a city. Like most people live in like an area where it's close to a bigger so city. Here's a question for you. If in purchasing hunting property or looking to purchase hunting property for waterfowl, what's the thing that you look at? Flyway. Yeah, for sure. The flyway, number one, number two habitat. Okay. So the flyway, like, cause the flyway has moved. Which dictates flyway. In, in, you it know, moves. Yeah, it moves. And so what, I mean... You know, because if I bought property in Fergus right now, like it would be decent, lit, lit. be lit right yeah. now. But, but then, in five years, it might not. Because be. like you know, buying property in in Watson twenty years ago would have been lit. You know, but it's still good out there. That's the thing. For, it's like okay. yeah, I mean, if you're on a flyway, it's going to shift a little bit, but you're still on a flyway. You know. Well, and um, we're we're so for people who don't know who are, this is their first podcast, we're in Central Minnesota. Yeah. We're in South Central. We're right outside of the Twin Cities. Or we're in the Twin Cities technically, yep. but we are in the mest or in the <laughs> mest. We're, we're in the, the we're in the West Metro. Mm-hmm. I like to combine my words sometimes and make the new words. Sometimes we are sometimes we are in the within the mest metro. Yes. You know? In the mestro. In the mestro. Maestro. <laughs> yeah. And now and that just brings me back to my roots, which is all right, so you were saying? <laughs> yeah. Connor turns it on. So, 
<laughs> Tell me how much you like the song without telling me how much you like the song. Okay. I already turned it back on. <laughs> no, but like my entire life growing up in Minnesota, hunting my entire life in Minnesota, the hunting has always been better in western Minnesota. Like always. And we are south central. The further west you push, the better the hunting gets. Right. Which is by Lac Laparo, which is by Watson Hunting Camp, which is by the cabin, which is by yeah. everything, you know. And so, um, I don't know, like we, we get good birds here in the middle of the state, but it's on migration days and they stick around for three to five days, maybe. And we have a couple of local birds that are stupid that were raised here, whatever, you know, but most people, what I've learned from this season, especially if not the one prior was most people are driving at a minimum of an hour to hunt. Yeah. And these are the people who are super passionate about, like even the people who aren't as passionate as I would say that we are, uh-huh. you know, where there's like, yeah, man, I just grew up doing it and this is what we do. Fuck it. I'm going to go hunt. I'm going to drive an hour and 15 minutes this morning to go and hunt. And I'm going to drive back here and then I got to go to work. And it's like, damn dude. Yeah. That's like a commitment. Like, <laughs> yeah, dude, think about real. when we go and hunt with Wade, you know, like yeah. we're getting up at one in the morning, got a two hour drive to where we're going to hunt. And you're mean, in that. I mean, it's like we were waking up at like two thirty, yeah. three. That was yeah. crazy. <laughs> but yeah, that's what they do. No, yeah. we were getting an hour and a half to two hours of sleep because we were yeah. so jacked and having fun. And Crown Apple sprites were flowing. <laughs> they you flow know? easy, dude. <laughs> they were flowing easy. They flow down easy down on hunt nights down the bayou state. Okay? Oh yeah. You know, if the house is on stilts, we gonna be drinking. <laughs> <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, man, I mean, that's like, that's what it is. You know, people are driving for birds and we drove more this year than, you know, at least for me that I have in the past and it pays off. Mm -hmm. I mean, when you're, when you're in a spot where you can really hunt them, makes a big difference, man. But yeah, you got to find the flyway and the flyway is dictated by habitat and food source, you know, and that's why the flyway moves a little bit, you know, it shifts because they have more food. They're going to go to that spot. Mm Mm-hmm. You know, more habitat. Away from the cities. Yeah. Well, I mean, what's what's away from the city? Agriculture, mm-hmm. which right. is what they eat. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, it's if you if you really think about it, birds are doing what? Feeding, resting. That's it. Feeding or resting. And where are they doing these in, in these areas? Big bodies of water, small bodies of water, agriculture fields. Right. That's where you find birds, period. And then... If you don't have birds in those areas, like say you're in Indiana or <laughs> Kentucky or uh, what's another state that for whatever reason doesn't get a whole lot of birds? Ohio. New Mexico. Oh, Groovent. Groovent, who you met, Grant Tony. Okay. Mm-hmm. Remember he was the guy filming yeah. the dive bomb commercial? Yeah. The yeah. young kid. Yeah. He. Uh, I, I, I'm curious because his name's Grant. And I know, so. but, his, but his Instagram name is GRVNT, yeah, like an asshole. <laughs> so Cody Stokes and Gervin. I call him. So Cody Stokes goes, oh, yeah, you, you hung out with Groovin, didn't you? <laughs> Groovin. <laughs> it made me laugh pretty good. But he uh, he lives in Ohio, and he goes, bro, there's no fucking bird. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, man, every time he sees a meme about waterfowl and not being there he's like hashtag ohio <laughs> hashtag ohio yeah 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 so he, i mean yeah, he actually started a podcast it's flight canceled 
flights canceled, and it also has the weird V's and <laughs> all that shit. Flavits canceled. But he just came out with his second podcast episode, and he keeps sending them to me and goes, hey, is this good? It's like, yeah, dude, they're great. Grant. Why don't you guys go and watch his podcast? It's great. His is all on YouTube. So he's a really good kid. And he's learned a lot about waterfowl in the last five, six years. So he's he's a he's a fun kid that I've uh, gotten to know and been hunting with for the last I don't know year or so. And I feel like we're pretty good buddies at this point. So go and check them out. But also, um, what I want to talk to you guys about is: Are you going to have any time to come out and chase Whitey with hmm. me this oh year? God. Shoot some snows. Maybe that, that's a that's for me. It's a probably not. Um, really? Yeah. But if, if it is, it's going to be definitely just to film for on my side of things. But yeah. You wouldn't pay the $50 in license fees? Uh, it's not really the $50 is the reason why. It's more so because the time. To, to get the content and to make sure that, you know, we have a lot to put out. But, yeah. Oh, sure. Because whenever I'm shooting, the camera isn't really shooting that hmm. much. That write often. That, everybody write that down. But here's the thing, Connor. I want you to have fun when we go out here and do I this. Do. I don't want you to I know you get off on the whole we're shooting birds and we're making a video. That's what gets you off, you mm-hmm. know. But like I need you to like see from the eyes of a hunter as well. I need you to have that bloodlust where it's like, okay, there are 14.8 million white birds in the air. They are causing havoc in the Arctic Circle. We need to just crush them all. Connor, here's a problem with that logic. You got to find the 14.8 million. <laughs> I bet you in our flyway we have like 3.2 million. Yeah. 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 And if you want to see 14.8 million, then you got to drive your car to Squaw Creek and just <laughs> drive around it. No, you got to go way more north than that. Yeah. Yeah. Squaw Creek last year held 2.1 million. Mm-hmm. That's a lot of white birds. Yeah. Dude, are you eating just, gum? Just, <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just literally saw you put like three sticks of gum in your mouth. Oh, right. <laughs> what is the deal with that? You always eat two pieces. I'm done with nicotine, bro. Yes, really. I'm on day six or seven. Is that why you're not having a good week or what? That's part of it. <laughs> yeah. Now I'm a little cranky. <laughs> Yes. Yes. I'm glad you brought that. Yeah. Yes. Yes. I'm a little cranky because I haven't dude. had. Yeah. I'm so sorry. <laughs> no, people love that, dude. Yeah. <laughs> left ear, right ear, left ear, right ear. Yeah. Should we make that a ringtone? Yeah. <laughs> dude, I'm so sick of getting that Instagram comment. If you want to use our beginning deal, which is. If you want to use that as a ringtone, email us at midwestflyways at gmail.com. For God's sake, stop, <laughs> stop, stop messaging Instagram because I look at, I'm essentially running our Instagram page and I'm saying, Connor, email this guy. Connor, email this guy. Where I'm, and I'm, I'm done with it. I'm done with it. I'm just going to stop <laughs> yep. responding. I've been a really good guy. And so, been, all and right. now, the wits end? No. Did I just quit nicotine? Yes. Now, am I responding to every single Instagram message? Yes. Now, am I going insane? Yes. <laughs> so, so now when I say, if you want that beginning tone as your ringtone, 
message Midwest Flyways via email at MidwestFlyways.com. Nope. No. MidwestFlyways at gmail.com. MidwestFlyways.com slash shop. MidwestFlyways at gmail.com. Dude, the MidwestFlyways.com slash shop tripped him up so bad. It's so ingrained in his head. He's like, oh, MidwestFlyways.com slash shop. It's a great it's a great website. You guys should check it out. Yeah. For sure. But anyway, regarding Whitey, which is what is on everyone's minds right now, is everyone killing the snow snow geese? Are they mostly seeing adults? Are there juveniles? Are there this? There wasn't there wasn't a whole lot of stats on it this year because of COVID. People weren't going out and looking, okay, we have a really good juvie hatch this year. Hmm. You know what I mean? And so, whereas in years past, like, it's like, okay, there are a lot of juvies in this flock, that flock. So, they just say, this is going to be a good snow snow year or not. And we kind of just don't know. Mm-hmm. As far as I've seen, it's like 50-50. Yeah. I, I was messaging a guy on Instagram today. I was talking about how they opened up a spring Canada season in Canada. Have you guys heard anything about that? No. Yeah. I, yeah. I didn't. That's yeah, wild. There's, there's certain areas, um, like Thunder Bay. You can go up to Thunder Bay in March and oh. shoot giant Canada geese. It's what you're mainly shooting, but they have so many of them that time of year. New York has the same thing. Plug. Oh, that's right. New York No does. plugs. You really? know, you can go there with an extension tube and shoot 15 geese a day. Wow. That's crazy. There's a couple areas where they're just so concentrated that people really try to get rid of them. You think Canada's going to let us... Uh, no. No. Southerners back in. Nope. Uh, maybe mm. by fall of next year. I think right. so. I would. I would assume so. Just because Biden's in office, I would assume so. Yeah. They have the same agenda. No guns. So mm. go fuck themselves. <laughs> they can go fuck themselves. <laughs> well, okay. We're not gonna remove fracking. Where am I right now? But at the same time, Green New Deal. <laughs> First thing he does in office, let's take out 130,000 jobs. Okay. <laughs> Welcome to politics with Joe. Yeah, I was going to say, <laughs> here we go, dude. Down the rabbit hole. <laughs> it's not a rabbit hole, dude. Just watch the news. <laughs> okay. But anyway, I see them opening up the Canada border uh, before next hunting season, before September 1st. I do. Uh, <laughs> all right. In terms of chasing Whitey. In terms of chasing Whitey. I'm going to be going and helping Luke at Waterfall Connection setting two to three migrator spreads this year. And um, When are you doing that? Uh, he wants to do it the first weekend of March. I'm not able to do it that weekend. I got a wedding. Uh, so I'm going to probably run out there that following week or that like weekday and help him set two to three migrator spreads, whether I'm drilling into the ground or just setting socks. And full bodies. So yeah. we'll probably end up putting out like six thousand, six to seven thousand sure. between three spreads. And then That's just crazy. just having a hell of a time shooting a couple of birds in between and it's fun, dude. It's like four and a half hours from home. You any, dragging Molner with you? I probably will drag him with me this year, you dude. Got it, dude. I gotta drag Mr. J's on his feet. Oh yeah. Change your Instagram name, you piece of shit. He hasn't posted in like three years, so I don't think he's gonna change it and he doesn't care. I asked him, but I was like, Are you gonna change your name? He's like, No. <laughs> nope He's like the minute I change this Someone will snag it up What, what is it? Oh it'll be gone Mr. J is on his feet Jake has like a crazy shoe collection So Oh okay Yeah but anyway Dude in terms of chasing Whitey It's so frustrating You know And that's why it's always like uh, And I don't know if I'm gonna go And then I don't know It depends who goes You know like it depends who's out there And It is a lot of work Yeah I mean it's like when last year when it worked out, we're like Wade and Jeff were coming, mm-hmm. 
it's like I'm going to see Wade and Jeff, you know, and that's my resolution with it. It's like, all right, if we don't go and shoot a bunch of birds, whatever, because I'm going to see Wade and Jeff and okay, yeah. you know, but if it's just like, you know, we're just going to go out there and like hope for the best. Can you stop doing that with your... Oh, so we're not good enough for you. No, dude, it's not say. that. I'm just saying, I'm just saying that chasing the white devil is the worst sometimes. <laughs> No, it's not fun, dude. It's not. It's not fun, but it is fun. It's like the 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 one time that you just crank thirty to forty birds by yourself, dude, you will just be hooked. Mm. Like yeah. picture your first Christmas where you fully understood everything that was going on. You're like, oh my god, I'm just getting free toys, and and Santa, <laughs> and Santa's just like, <laughs> we were putting out these cookies for Santa, and he doesn't eat all of these cookies. That so I get comparison. these cookies. There, there's so many sweets. I was gonna say that's how you so think of it. Protein? No, it's literally Christmas, dude. <laughs> it's literally Christmas when you really dump into those white birds by yourself, or like just just think of it this way: when you really dump into the white birds, where you know you killed over twenty, where you're like, <laughs> shit, dude, I fucking I fucking cranked a quarter of our birds, and there's three of you out there. It's like, damn. <laughs> dude, it's fun. Where you're just unloading the tube. And you just like click, 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 click on the last three. You're like, oh my God, I could have shot five more. <laughs> like, that's a good time, dude. Yeah, I still that's have yet time. to be in like a a really crazy snow goose situation. Come to the place. Come to the place that I told you about last podcast, dude. Yeah. Come to the place with me and we'll light that shit up. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm really stoked about it. And, uh, you know, I would be happy to go. Like if it's the right, you know, circumstance and situation, like I'm, I'm down, you know, it's just, it's gotta be the right circumstance situation. I'm not going to like take a bunch of time off work and go run around the country and chase these things. Cause it's just no. not worth it. Mm, no. Yeah. <laughs> no, dude. Physically can't do that. My right. bank account is like, Hey, Right. No, no. Right. What are you doing? For sure. You're gonna kill 38 snow geese, and does that pay you anything? No. Yeah. Don't do this. Yeah. Don't do this. You you spend hundreds of dollars on gas. You spend so much money in decoys. You spend so much money on the foods, the beer, everything, and then all of a sudden you broke. And the time. And the time. Yeah. You're not. You're not at home making money. You're. Trying to shoot five snow geese, dude. You're <laughs> Which is I mean, probably that's why. What it is. <laughs> that's that's actually what it is. It's not thirty eight snow geese. It's five fucking snow geese, dude. <laughs> well, and then at night you go to bed thinking, yeah, <laughs> yeah, because you got to lay in the field with the damn e collar for yeah. eight fucking hours, you know. And then by the end of the day, your brain is just. It's just Literally all I can think about for like two oh weeks God. after like three days of snow geese. And then I come home and everybody's like, so dude, snow geese, they're crazy, right? Like there's a million of them. It's insane. How many did you guys shoot? Four. <laughs> Why? Because they're not in the field we're in, dude. I mean, and it's so hard because well, snow geese, they they'll feed it, it out in three hours, dude. They switch it out, dude. They'll feed it out in three hours with 40,000 of them. They're fast. So it's like you could see it the night before. And then tomorrow, huh. pretty much, else. pretty much, dude. You just have to be Jonathan Olson at uh, Snow Addictions Guide Service in order for you to just like absolutely wallop them. 
Yeah. Have you seen his videos? Dude? No, but does he they literally are, chase him down? Oh, just all up the way? and down, yeah. up and down, up and down. And he, he knows what he's doing. He's got a group of like eight dudes who have been doing it for over 10 years and yeah. they are nuts. That's crazy. I have yet to meet Jonathan. I've met, I've yet to meet any of them actually, but Jake Whiteman's guiding with him this year and they are smacking him. Well, I've read the old stories too of like Vandemore and was it Thomas Keller back in the day? Oh. Um, I think it was Thomas Keller. Like okay. those guys, just literally, they they teamed up was with uh, Fred, with Fred Zank. Okay, you know because they were doing those TV shows, and they would literally just chase them all the way up and down. You know, and that's like all they did, man. Like they didn't have a job they had to go to, and they were just following up and down the country. And that's that's when you can really crush them, is when you're gonna spend the time and you know dedicate to like, I'm gonna spend a month just chasing these birds, and I just don't have that time. I really, truly don't. If I can get myself on a decent situation where there's a good number of birds, like last year when we went out and hunted with Jeff and Wade and Joel Bo Jones, like there were good, there was a good number of birds there. And Cole Poplinski was there. Yeah. There was a good number of birds in that area. They were just just all adults. It just didn't work out. Yeah. They weren't juvies. It didn't work out. They didn't want to be where we were. And, but you know, here's the thing, man, you give me X amount of money and you give me X amount of time. An X amount of decoys. So Socks. I don't know what any of the X's are, but yeah. <laughs> no, I like, and I don't know right now because next year it'll probably be different. Let's just say you give me 2,500 decoys. You give me two four wheelers. You give me a month and a half. And you give me X amount of money it takes for me to like find good lodging, whatever. Just like set myself up to where like money wasn't an issue in any regard. You're chasing these birds. I could get them down in a month and a half. But I think it would honestly take me a month and a half to put up. I don't Dude, know. What, be, what's a good, what's a good amount of that, birds? I'd be easy on that prediction because no. guys literally, it takes them years to figure out the patterns. But you there's know? but there's constraints. Money is always a constraint. If money wasn't a constraint, and that was literally what I dedicated my life to yeah. with snow geese, and I put my mind against 35 other people's minds where I was like, hey, where are these fucking birds at? Let's go. Let's fucking kill them. I think that'd be really fun one year, and I think we should try to get some sponsors on board for that where it's just like snow goose nonsense. <laughs> where it's like, let's see if we can get a 1,000 bird day. Let's see if we can get 1,000 birds in one day. That would be truly insane. I don't think it's been done. The quest for a 1,000 bird day. Yeah. Thousand, thousand feature, bird whitey day feature film about it, and the and sponsors then. are like, "Yeah, none of our none of our uh, customers they don't hunt water they don't hunt whiteies." <laughs> <laughs> They're like, "Yeah, it's actually just Dude. eighteen of you crazy fucks <laughs> that go out there and do it, so we're not actually selling anything." Do right we just now. get Rapala as a sponsor? <laughs> yeah, you you have a better chance catching them off the water than you do shooting them with a gun. <laughs> hey, yep. you know, let's get that fishing double, for snow hook. geese. No, no, it's uh, TNT. They're our sponsor. <laughs> Tannerite, yeah, exploding lakes. I think I heard of a guy who put out a decoy in the middle of a roost that was filled with tannerite. <laughs> like he put like a big snow goose, oh like a big swan decoy full of tannerite. And then when the geese all oh, came back to good. roost, he shot that dude. That shot stuff. that. No, it was super illegal. <laughs> I'm pretty yeah. sure he's in jail, and I think he killed like over. Like two thousand snow geese oh and four hundred million shot. YouTube videos though, or YouTube views. <laughs> He's like, I'm famous. I made it. Yeah, don't care if I'm in the in the. Not slammer. good. Not good. So it no. is possible. Yeah. What is it, possible? But, but Shooting them with Tannerite. Th- <laughs> like, Your thousand goose day. Totally possible. Yeah, with Tannerite. With Tannerite. <laughs> with tannerite yeah. Go buy Tannerite. <laughs> but anyway, 
You got a long range rifle. You're like two miles out. Yep. Yeah. Just the next Chris Kyle. Did we talk about our new shirt coming out? What's that? We have a new shirt coming out? Yeah, no. we got it. We got it. We don't. <laughs> Connor, our lawyer, says we don't. But <laughs> Nate DeJong from our Bobby Guy trip. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Did we okay. talk about this last time? Yeah, we, yeah, we, we did. did. But I didn't make it and put it on. I should do that. Okay. All right. Land them. Check them. Fuck them. <laughs> All right. I'll do that tomorrow. We're going to have a goose with a with a band on his leg. Just or we're we're just gonna have like a bunch of feet and then just have like one in the back with like a band on his foot or something cool. I don't know. <laughs> we'll figure. Send it me out. the PNG. I'll try and put it on a shirt. I Let's guess. do it. Let's do but. it. We'll we'll make it like Tyler Spitzmeyer Spillers. It's Tyler Spitzmiller shirts. Yeah, it's like that like graphic art. You should just reach out to him see if he wants to change make your last name. He'll, he'll, he'll probably want some money for it, and we can't afford that. <laughs> so. Yeah. We don't have any money, so we need every cent from you guys. So if you guys want to support us, why don't you go to our uh, MidwestWires.com list shop? Man, I haven't even said it yet. This podcast, it's I three know. drops. You wow. don't even have to, dude. I don't know, dude. It's yeah. COVID. I'm getting, <laughs> <laughs> I'm getting hammered by COVID. Yeah, okay. break my legs, and COVID said, "How many times?" <laughs> <laughs> We're getting close to the one year anniversary of uh, just two weeks, so that they can prep, you know, for. The, the spike. For COVID, sure. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I think I was uh, a week from now. I was, no, two weeks from now, I was in South Dakota with Matt Rustad mm-hmm. and a couple other people yeah. shooting pigeons and snow geese. Yeah, that was in the heart of the shutdown, like when it really Oh, it was St. Patty's Day. Yeah. St. Patty's Day, so a month. No. So a month it was, it was, no, I believe it was, it was, at, well, end of March, I was in Mexico. Yeah, it was end of March. And it, yeah. it wasn't, it, it was wasn't, March it was like we were watching the news in Mexico that things were getting crazy. Yep. Like we were when we landed, I was getting text messages on my phone from people that were like, "Dude, we're shutting down." Yeah, and then April sucked. Yeah, but yeah. Oh man, life anyway, with COVID. Yeah. Do you guys have any off-season plans? I mean, we're like rolling into off-season. Dude, slash, I cannot, are you crazy enough to chase Whitey? I cannot Whitey? wait to build my bow fishing setup. Oh yeah. I cannot wait. I, a buddy of mine that I work with, he just started like welding. And I was like, hey, man, you want a project? He's like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. What, you know, what are you going to do? And so um, I showed him what I wanted to do. And I was like, yeah. dude, I'll take you out. Like, he's like, yeah, if you pay for the material, like, let's do it. I'm like, yeah. Dude, oh, that's so, so you'll, sick. You'll put like $114. Just <laughs> <laughs> metal's worth nothing right now. So, Dude, yeah. that would be so sick. Can we please make a bunch of badass videos? Oh, yes. yeah, we're going, we have to. You know, the last podcast that we released, dude, um, I got to be honest. You're like, yeah, dude, just put a 30-pound thrust trolling motor off the front. Dude, that's not enough to... I could literally put my dick in the water <laughs> and go back and forth and go faster <laughs> than a 30-pound thrust. No. <laughs> yes! Yes, dude, 30-pound thrust is like... <laughs> How fast do you got to go to shoot him? <laughs> no, dude. Ah, I see 45-pound <laughs> yeah. thrust. Get the dude, f- minimum of 55... Or get out. Um, <laughs> and I'm serious, dude. A minimum of 55. Now, does Connor has a li- have a light boat? Yes. A 30-pound thrust on my 1436 boat wouldn't push it more than three miles dude, an hour. Dude, that 30-pound thrust on that was, like, from 1976. Yeah, yeah without the... You're, you're saying when we were duck hunting, it was fine. But when we're bow fishing, there's a lot more weight in there, and you can't. So, don't try me. Don't try me. Don't now, at me. Now, who who's bow fish more? You or uh, me? Definitely me, bro. <laughs> 
I don't know what this has to do with me. Whether I know how fast a thirty-pound thrust will go has nothing to do with how many times I've. It's just about two point one miles per hour. That's fine. No, it's not, dude. Because they spook with the lights and the sound and the and the ripples on the water. You, you got to be able to cruise, bro. <laughs> got to be able to cruise. Oh, so man. here's the deal: we're gonna stop duck hunting and we're just gonna continue bow fishing. The migration. We're gonna follow them down the Mississippi. We're gonna, yeah. We're gonna be shooting common carp, grass carp. Dude, gar, you know what we should do though? Gar. We we're should take a trip. I, well, bow fishing? Well, we should sure, take a bow fishing trip. Well, for sure, we're going to go uh, bow fish with Connor. Yeah. From Feet know. Down. He has a bow fishing guide service up there, and he has a sick-ass fan boat. We had a little video vlog deal from last year, and that was sick. Yeah, but I mean, like, Texas. Jeepers, dude. I'm looking, I'm looking on Facebook Marketplace. $1,300 for, like, a foot-controlled 80-pound thrust. I know, dude. They're not cheap. Ooh, that's a 112-pound thrust. They're not cheap. Serious. Thirteen hundred bucks. Whoa, dude! Just get a fan. Yeah, <laughs> just mount a fan on the back. Honestly, if you built the fan yourself out of a lawnmower motor, it might be cheaper than buying a damn thirteen hundred dollar trolling motor. Yeah, dead ass. Fan. I mean, you can build them. Not. It's not even. I mean, I don't know. It's probably the welding I, of the cage. Can't, but. You can't on my boat. Yeah. Because the guy that I actually ended up buying it from, he bought it thinking that he could build it on that boat, which is why oh, he really? was sell- selling it the week later. Oh, he was building it for a bow fishing boat? I don't know what, what he was building it for. but Oh, he, but he, he was going to put a fan. Yeah, he told me. He was like, oh, like I'm going to put a fan on the back. Or I, w- I wanted to put a fan on the back. I thought it would work. And then I, I went into more research and I realized how hard it would be or that this isn't the right thing. So he's like, so I just threw it right back up. Dude, it blows my mind like how much money people will put into a bow fishing setup. Yep. I mean, it really does. Like, and the reason being, you know, like if you think about, think about like the nicest duck boat you could buy or that you've seen people have, right? What what does it cost? I mean, for a brand new, beautiful boat, a duck hunting boat with a mud motor on it, what, 30 grand? Yeah. Yeah. I was going to say 26, 27. 30 grand maybe? Yeah. I mean, if you get it all tricked out. Yeah. Dude, some of these air boats to shoot fucking carp, like, you're talking about like 60, 70 grand or more. Say 52, yeah. I mean, some people are spending upwards of $100,000 on a setup to bowfish. Yeah. It just blows my mind. But it's awesome. It is. I mean, it is awesome. But, dude. Got the speaker system. You got all the lights that go out the front. Well, I guess the crazier part to me is like, I don't know, maybe it's because we're from Minnesota. Mm -hmm. But there is like such a specific season where you can shoot these things. What do you mean? Like you can, I mean, you can't shoot them when it gets really cold. Yeah, you can. You gotta find them. You gotta find them, but yeah, you can. Mm. Dude, we'll I so we'll I met see. I met a guy when I was out at Watson Hunting Camp. He hunts them until the ice freezes. Like he he goes out and and like to find these guys. He's like breaking ice trying to you know get through and get these carp. And there's and like, like enough carp that are because they're not spawning. The spots, like, yeah. You know what I mean? And like because the sponge is the spawn is such a short period. That's when you can really crush. Yeah. It, well, you know, yeah, like, when they when they come up to the edges is really you know that's the points and he's. Uh, yeah, I don't know, but he he like like into November, like he that's goes out. Insanity, it's dude. wild. It really is crazy. Yeah, I'm yeah, I'm looking forward to. It. I don't know everything about you know bow fishing. I you know I probably already said something wrong, but I I am really looking forward to understanding it more and like actually getting into the, like building the boat and putting the lights on and you know thirty pound thrust whatever. I don't know. I don't care. I just am yeah. Looking put forward a thirty to pound thrust on there. Let's show Joey's <laughs> bitch ass. And I bet the brand new ones like Joey's are like. A night, like literally 1976, 30 pound thrust, you know, yeah. and the thing would like, it's like it barely start, you know, 
So I'm not going to, if you take a 20 pound motor from 1975 or a 20 horsepower motor from 1975 mm-hmm. and compare it to a brand new Suzuki or something, four stroke, 20, 20 horsepower, mm-hmm. not comparable in the power. Yeah. You know, a new motor is going to be so much more powerful. So I don't know, 30 pound thrust on, uh, it might be better, but. Where do you think you're going to shoot a turkey this year? You want to come shoot some on I would my, love my to shoot some in town. Um, you want to shoot some on my land so I can keep my permission? Yes, for sure. That'd be cool. Little, uh, our baby boy might be shooting his first turkey. Little Nate? Yeah. Little Eagle Scout Nate? Yeah, out in South Dakota. We me shoot one out in South Dakota. Yeah. Well, we go, we're going to go um, hunt, hunting out there f- every year for like a little camp thing. And yeah, he's like one of the things is doing a video about somebody that is, you know, is new to turkey hunting or new to hunting. And he's only shot one thing in his life. So it was a hen eider. <laughs> See that just that statement upsets me. <laughs> <laughs> He's only shot one thing in his life. You know, it, if I was his age and I'd only shot one thing in my life, it probably would have been like a squirrel. Yeah. And he's like, oh, I was in Maine, so do as the Romans do and shoot up an eider. <laughs> Little fucker. <laughs> like, yeah. No, he he needs to come out here to my to the sheep farm. Shoot a couple pitch. Yeah. Then he needs to shoot one of the cats roaming around. Then he needs to <laughs> oh, then he needs to come out and shoot some snow geese. Whatever. You know, blah, 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 blah. He just needs to come out and shoot some stuff because yep. he needs that in his life. Yeah. Yeah. It's uh it'll be a good spring. I'm excited that the weather has kind of turned around from what it was because that <laughs> sucked. Oh, what do you mean? You didn't like the negative forty eight every no. day? No. Come on. <laughs> come on. What happened is no good. What, buddy, what happened? Yeah, it's no good. Yeah, I'm I'm pretty done with the really cold ass weather. So, um, I'm excited for it to warm up and I can get back to work as normal and start shooting some stuff and go out to South Dakota shoot some snows and yeah, all that jazz. Pretty pumped. Cal, you gonna come out and shoot some turkeys or pigeons or anything like that this year? No. No. Nothing. <laughs> no. If it, if it doesn't fly through the air and respond to a call, you're not going to touch it? Right. Really? Yeah. Really? Purist or what? 100%. Interesting. Well, I'm pretty sure my sister has some extra tampons here for you. If you Perfect. Need I knew you were going to say something like that. Yeah. Cal only spills blood if he can eat it or mount it. So. Right? That's 100%. <laughs> <laughs> you can eat a turkey. Just the glare. Yeah, you could eat or mount a turkey. You're not going to try to shoot a turkey? Boo. No. What if Connor takes you out and you shoot one? Yeah. You, would, you would literally wouldn't shoot one? We could fan no, I'd in. go turkey hunting. Mm. You would go turkey hunting? Yeah, I'd go turkey hunting. Nice. With Connor. Yeah. Do, it. <laughs> do it, dude. Yeah. I wouldn't go turkey hunting with me. I don't know what the hell I'm doing, dude. I might run down to Rochester and hunt with Scott. He's really amped up about it. For turkey? About, yeah. He's told me about a hundred times I needed to go down there oh. and hunt turkeys with him. I'm like, well. <laughs> For some reason, he strikes me as a guy that just hunts geese. <laughs> no. No, he big he's big. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure, but like, you know. No, he, he runs around the woods, doesn't stay in a spot for more than five minutes. Yeah. Shoots as many turkeys as he can. Yeah. Gets other people on turkeys. So. Dude, it's fun, especially if you hunt it like that. If you sit in a blind and you wait for them to come in, like just to the decoys and all that stuff, and call them, it's boring as all get out. Yeah. But if you like, you know, spot and stock kind of situation, it's a lot of fun, a lot of action too. Huh. 
out in South Dakota, you know, we fan them and stuff like that on the different Indian reservations. And, like, getting a turkey, getting a big tom just sprinting at you, it is so cool. Get them in, like, within 10 yards of you. Well, at that point, it's like, why not just chuck a rock at their head? Yeah, you or know, you could I, grab them. That'd be pretty cool. And then get your arms cut up by their spurs. Yeah. That sounds fun. Um, Don't be a wimp. Yeah, like, I'm not a big deer hunter I've never really liked it. I never liked it growing up as a kid. I did it all the time with my dad every year. And uh, this year we're going to be doing an event with, uh, like, some youth event sponsored by Ducks Unlimited, stuff like that. I don't know if we're going to be able to video it or not, but uh, my buddy Cole Brennan invited us out to, like, teach a youth seminar in August or September for, like, a youth hunt type of deal in Brookings, South Dakota. And... His, like, thing is, like, hey, if you come and do this, like, I'll take you muley hunting in West River. And I'm, like, mm, not really a big digger hunter. And then he starts explaining to me his, like, spot and stock. Yeah. And he kills all of his deer within 300 yards. And he he kills, personally, his own deer with a bow. So he's within 80. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool to me. Yeah, So it's, dude. like, you know what? First of all, let's absolutely help help the youth. But also, I get something out of it as well like a muley hunt yeah, and possibly one to mount. And I forget for sure get to eat it all year. Why yeah. not? Yeah, dude, my freezer is packed right now because of uh venison and stuff like that. I got all my stuff back from the processor. Really? Yeah. Brats and burgers and whatever. Share Yum. the wealth. Share the wealth. Yeah, that's right. You're broke right now. <laughs> I am broke right now and I don't have a whole lot of meat and I don't want to pay for meat. It's shit. Yeah. So I'd rather pay you nothing <laughs> yep. to give me some meat. But. Well, I think that's uh, that's about it for the podcast today. Um, thanks for joining us, guys. I'm, you know what? I'm going to do it. MidwestFlyers.com slash shop. For what? Hats? <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's just my pitch. Oh, we're doing two-for-one stickers right now. You get it. Buy a big one, get a small one, because the small ones aren't on the website, and I ordered them by accident. So, <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah. MidwestFlyers.com slash shop. Check us out on YouTube and Instagram, and I think we have a Twitter, but nobody runs it. So thanks for listening. (laughs) We'll talk to you guys later. All right, bye.